What's up, everybody? Welcome to the KF Podcast. This is the Pro Wrestling Week in Review. I want to say thank you for listening. If you just found us on the interwebs, check us out at kfpodcast.com. Uh, we're also at, at the KF Podcast and all your social media needs. Also, check us out on your favorite podcasting app, uh, Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify. We're all in all of them. And uh, we... Tinder. Tinder, Grinder, House Call... Zoom. Zoom. I don't know any other apps. TikTok. We should we should definitely get a TikTok account. Oh yeah, Snapchat. It'll just be me be me editing the show, but like sped up, you know, like each way. And doing a dance to it. Yeah, to some horrible rap song. Um. But uh, yeah. So we also do a week uh, pop culture week interview that's on those as well. So um, we. I feel like we have a lot to talk about wrestling, but nothing is actual in-ring product. Well, so the way I put this show together here today, uh, Kenneth, is um, we're going to start right off the bat with the big WWE news and go through that. Um, And and then going through the shows afterwards, I kind of took out a lot of the matches and just the big highlights from those shows that I thought were relevant to talk to. You know, we'll go through the week first, but we got to start with the big news. Yeah. And um, before we get into the, the firings and all that, um, because that's going to take up quite a bit of time here, one of the other big WWE news, news from this week is that they are now able to do, they got permission from Florida governor to do live shows each yes. week. Um, I'll go first on this. I have mixed reactions on this. So... I am okay. I am happy that they can at least put out some product. I think that hopefully with Florida opening us, AEW can put out some product. I have no idea on earth why they have to be live. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I don't know why you want to make your your staff travel week in and week out when you can easily do what Impact and ROH and these guys have been doing for years and go to the performance center on a on a weekend record the whole month worth of nxt smackdown and raw and all that because it doesn't matter it's in an empty fucking arena it doesn't matter then you could do some production value editing on them and some better stuff to them to make them better you know add some music to them do whatever you want and then put them out why you have to do a live show i have no idea i can't wrap my head around it unless it's vince with an ego move that's going to be like Look, I'm still allowed to do a live show. Screw you, AEW. I don't get it one bit. Well, they paid for it. They should get to do what he wants to do. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, I, I, mean, I, I mean, regardless of that, of paying for it to get to do what you want to do with it, why do you have to do a live show? The only What's thing the... I can think of is, is it, is, are they contractually obligated to put out live television? Like, ah. is it... Is USA and Fox saying, "Hey, you're making, we're paying you this much money so you can do a live show." What does it? I get the idea of a live show. That way, you don't get spoilers, and and no one tunes in for your product. No one's getting spoilers from this because no one's there to watch it. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think you could have a conversation with USA or Fox and be like, "Hey, no one's gonna know." I mean, like, you know, it's it's, it's the next best thing of live because no one knows. You know, it's not yeah. like, you know, when they used to record ROH shows and you'd be like, oh, I read all I read all of them. They were here in Pittsburgh. So I saw yeah. it. 
yeah. I don't under I don't understand it. I feel it's it's just putting more risk and more stress on your talent who now has to travel week in and week out instead of being like, okay, one trip a month mi- minimizes risk, minimizes issues, and allows you to maybe sit back and like, hey, this match sucked. So let's edit this and change it a little bit and do a little different thing to it, record some something different to it. I, I don't I don't get this one bit. I don't understand it. Could it? I, I didn't read the whole thing about what, um, you know, how they're going forward with, with you know, what they're allowed to do. But I know their their stuff became quote unquote essential as part of a larger announcement from Florida that professional sports and media publication companies with a quote unquote national reach or national audience became yeah. an asset are now considered essential business because they're they're because they're essential essential to Florida's economy is the way that I read it. So yeah. does well, yeah, it they, have gave some... them, they gave them 18 million dollars and they said, they're well, allowed to... yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, we all know how, how big business works and how politics works. They gave them cash and said, let us do our shows again. And they said, sure. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I, I get that. I get that they went and did that. But I still think I just think it just shows more and more what a shitty, shitty ass person Vince McMahon is, that he does not care about people. He doesn't care about their families. I mean, we'll get into it because of all the the layoffs. But I think this one speaks volumes of like, unless Ken's right, that there's some contract obligated thing. But I can't see USA and Fox. And I mean, I don't know, maybe they are assholes, too, but maybe everyone's an asshole of being like, hey, let's let's put more pressure on these people to travel weekly. It's just not cool. I mean, well, no, I, what 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 I was saying is maybe they have to do that because the other sports that were like the way it was categorized by the state is yeah. if you do the only way you could reopen to do this is if you do these shows live. I don't think that's the case. I I don't, I don't know. I mean, I know they're saying things like they're going to allow other people to use the performance center. Like maybe some boxing matches for Fox are going to be recorded there. There's going to be things they're going to let people use it for, you know, I'm sure they'll get money for that too. But, um, I, I don't know. I just don't understand it. It feels so much more safer to me and less stressful to just record it. Who gives a shit about a live show from an empty fucking arena? I mean, WrestleMania wasn't even live, you know, yeah. but I'm going to worry about some shitty Monday night raw. That's, that's going to be recorded live. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. The only thing that's good about live TV is the crowd. And when the crowd's live and it's live and you don't, and you don't know what's going to happen and there's no spoilers, that's what makes it exciting. This stuff just make some, because, I mean, I like that they're still putting out some kind of product. I enjoy wrestling. It still makes me feel somewhat normal to have these shows on during the week. They're nowhere near as good as they used to be. But, you know, it's still a nice little piece of some stuff to watch that's different, you know. And, and not. And so I don't mind that they're doing it as long as the wrestlers want to do it, feel safe, do it, or you know. But I, I don't know about making them come every week and doing it live. I think it's completely stupid. I agree, and I I feel like you're you're only causing opening yourself up for more for more issues. And like, yeah, 
and I get that there's a lot of people that they are hoping to have now that's more local, but I don't know. I feel like you're just playing with fire. I just feel like you're just making this is just making the case of that AEW just keeps coming out looking like the place to work. I mean, yeah. they're not making their main stars show up. They're doing recordings. You know, they're still going to try and put forth shows. They're going to still try to do Double or Nothing and a lot of the other stuff. But, I mean, from a place to work with a with an owner that doesn't give a shit about you to a guy like Tony Khan that's just being totally cool with his talent and allowing them to, to be flexible and the things that they're doing, it, it just speaks volumes. Yeah, it's true. So then the next big story... Uh, is WWE released a hell of a lot of people this week. So before, can you just, real quick before we get to that, I'd also like to say that Howard Finkel passed away today. That's true. Howard, the the late great Howard Finkel All did right. pass away today. Uh, very sad. Howard Finkel was a great ring announcer. If great you watched o- wrestling in the eighties, you heard him announce Hulk Hogan and the Iron Sheik and correct. everyone. Yeah, he's, and, and, yeah. and an all around great guy too. So you know, yeah. thoughts and prayers for his family. Very sad. Yeah. All right, now, sorry, I didn't. I just wanted to put that out there. Do you want me to just read the list first of releases and we'll get through that first? Well, do you want to do that or do you want to um, talk about, I mean, we can do whatever you want to do. Well, let's, get through, let's, let's get through the list first. So okay. the main group of superstars that were released yesterday, you had Drake Maverick, uh-huh. uh, who's, you know, Rockstar Spud, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, big names there. Zack Ryder's been with that company for a long time. 15 years. Yeah, and and Hawkins is a total workhorse for them. Really surprised by those ones. Heath Slater, Gallows and Anderson was a huge shock to me. Um, Rusev, No Way Jose, Sarah Logan, Mike Canales, Maria Canales, Aiden English, EC3, Lilo Rush, Eric Young, Primo Cologne, Epico Cologne, Eric Rowan, another big surprise. Yes. Um, then NXT's Deanna Perrazzo, Alexander uh, Jacksick. I never heard some of these guys. MJ Jenkins, Josiah Williams, Dorian Mack, and Mike Chioda, longtime referee. Mike Chioda was with the company over 30 years. <laughs> I don't understand this. So what was your biggest shock out of all these names? Uh, Gallows and Anderson, because they were just in the main event at WrestleMania. Even though and, they weren't like you know a match, they were part of the storyline. Just signed a five-year contract with them. Yes. Big money, too. And you, that just proves that they just signed them to keep them away from somewhere else. Yeah, they didn't really want them. Yeah. yeah. Which is a shame. It is. It's shameful. Because they're good guys, and they work hard for that company. It's it's a fucking disgrace. They're going to, as soon as business is back to, like, live shows are back, they're going to get hired somewhere day one. Day one. Well, they already, Carl Anderson already posted today a video about like Santa Monica, California, like where they live in a plane taking off and then arriving in Tokyo, Japan. And, oh. then, and then a sign comes up and it says, it cocks a gun and it says machine gun. And then it makes a machine gun firing sound. So okay. he's right back to machine gun, Carl Anderson. So yeah, I think they're going right back to Japan. Which is perfect. They're tight. So their new podcast talking shop is, is with uh, Rocky Romero, who's the United States, um, you know, ambassador to New Japan. Yeah. And probably Carl Anderson's over there doing this because he is married to um, his hot Asian wife. He always hashtags. Yeah. And uh, he's, a, he's a citizen of Japan through, I think, through um, through marriage. So 
There you go. So yeah. you'll be signed. I love it. Yeah, it's good for them. At least they have a home to go to there and yeah. go back to that. But, you know, they really liked being over here and working in the company they were in. I mean, th- they were just good guys. I don't understand that. And, you know, I, I understand, like, Rusev, he was unhappy with his contract. He yeah. wanted out anyway. You know, um, the Cologne, uh, some of these ones I get. Like, the Colognes were never used. Uh, EC3, yeah. they never really knew what to do with him. You know, yeah. uh, Eric Young, you know, he's a workhorse for them. Lilo Rush, they were pushing recently. So, you know, I think they were wrong to Hawkins and Ryder. Yeah. Uh, I think they were wrong to Drake Maverick, who's who's worked hard for them and really liked working there. You know. The kind of character Drake Maverick is. He's still working that cruiserweight title next week. Yeah. He got fired, and he's still going to work a day for them. Like, Here's here's, here's the part that really pisses me off. Um, I looked some of this up today and saw some of this, according to Forbes magazine. This year alone, they paid Goldberg $3 million for that, for three appearances, right? Yeah. $3 million. Brock Lesnar's $10 million a year. Um, Shane McMahon makes $2 million, $2.1 million a year for doing, I don't know what. I don't know yeah. what. Um, Tyson Fury got $15 million from them for his two appearances. That's ridiculous. Uh, Bobby Lashley's contract is $3.5 million. For what? For what? You don't even use Bobby Lashley. Yeah. He's not even a main star for you. Cut Bobby Lashley. You don't use him. You have him in wedding, marrying Lana and banging Rusev's wife. Cut Bobby Lashley. $3.5 million. Mm-hmm. And then they and they're currently paying Kane Velasquez five million dollars a year. How much is Gronk making? Gronk's contract is not anywhere out there because a lot of people think that Gronk is still being paid under Fox. Oh. And allowed oh, okay. to and allowed to appear on there because he had a Fox contract, so it's not really known yet. But I mean, right here and at what I just read to you, that's almost thirty million dollars a year right there. Yeah. For for what? Three for what? Shows? What the hell are you? Yeah, what are you keeping, Kane? If you're in the middle, if you're really thinking that this bullshit here of letting these guys go has to do with coronavirus and all the other stuff going on, and you you know you're not making money, then get rid of Kane Velasquez. No one else is going to sign him. Do you think AEW is going to pick up Kane Velasquez during a pandemic and go, oh yeah, well we're going to sign Kane Velasquez? Well, you know what's funny is I really think that's something that like. Almost like the Edge contract, where people were using AEW to get these giant contracts, and now it's turned around and biting them in the ass. Yeah, because like, Kane Velasquez was part of that. Like, oh, I'm talking to AEW, but I dump really- Kane Velasquez in a heartbeat. He is useless to you. He's not a future star there. He's yeah. absolutely useless to you. I mean, and I tell you what, I- I'd furlough Brock Lesnar. Yeah. What do you need Brock Lesnar for? A ten million dollars? Do you th- think? Really- Think AEW would pay Brock Lesnar ten million dollars to go wrestle there? Not right now. But if you look, like I feel like there's a pattern to who got fired. Like if you look, like and I get it's a business decision, but like Hawkins and Ryder, and like so Hawkins and Pat Buck own Creative Pro out of New Jersey. They they established Chris Statlander. They established MJF. Like these are people that that the WB is passing over and they're going straight to AEW as young talent that they can actually use as yeah. their own and not like Kane Velasquez. 
Yeah. Um, I feel like they might have looked and saw who they were getting rid of, and they're like, well, these guys, you know, we, you know, we might be able to get them back, but these are guys that are fine on their own. There's some stuff that shocked me, like who they got rid of that were agents. Like Billy Kidman got let go. Well, he. And he's the guy that does the timing for all the shows. Like, he is a huge part. And I was just listening to... See, I don't see Billy Kidman's name on here, though. I'm not sure if that's 100% true, though. So I was listening to some some wrestlers talk about this, this, and they were saying that he was let go. Like, other producers talking about it. Actually, Shane Helms was talking about him getting let go. Well... So... um, let me see what we get in here if he, anything comes up. Lance Storm got let go, who's in Storm Wrestling Academy. Like, you know, but the thing with a lot of these producers, from what I heard, is that they were furloughed and not fired. That all these guys were told, like Pat Buck, uh, Sean Davari, Lance Storm, Kurt Angle, Mike Rotunda, that once this is over, that they're all going to be hired back. Do you want to go back? Well, I mean, if there's nothing for them to do, maybe that's why they got rid of them. Yeah. You know, if they're not really doing a lot of like really intense storylines or they're not traveling. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what these guys do on a regular basis. Would you say Billy Kidman does? He's he comes up with like content, but he's also the guy that times the show. So if the first segment's like 15 minutes long, if it goes over while the show's going, he has to figure out what to cut, what to what you know when the 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 commercials go through yeah everything that happens in the show he times out on as it happens in real time yeah and that's like a skill that you know um briscoe used to do and i guess kidman was training someone new and like now he's got the role so we'll see how smackdown looks this week because that'll be his first time you know pacing the show on his own so it'll be interesting so i guess they got rid of three other three nxt coaches because there's not a lot of that going on uh, Serena Deeb, Kendo Kashin, and Ace Steel. Yeah. Um, those I get. Yeah. So we talked about Gallows and Anderson. We think they'll be fine. They'll go to Japan. What do you think happens with Rusev? I honestly don't know. Like, Rusev's a weird one. Um, I mean, you know how it is of the internet yesterday. The answer for all these guys is AEW. We know that's never going to happen. AEW already has a fully stacked roster. There's a couple on here that, like, obviously we think that the Revival, who were already released the week before, are probably going to go to AEW because there's a little bit of, like, a story there for them. Or maybe they go to New Japan. I don't know. But you tend to think that, like, um, Ryder and Hawkins go to AEW. I think before the revival, I see Cody. I see Cody because him and Zack Ryder are tight. Hawkins is 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 good. Like he's just good. Like you know, he had a streak where, you know, he lost 150 some matches in a row, or whatever his gimmick was. But like he got yeah. it over. Like you know, he's and I feel like he can be good there. But also yeah. too, like their experience, like their experienced TV guys. Yeah. That have been like, you know, Jericho, you talk about Jericho and stuff, but like Zack Ryder and I think Hawkins can be good there. Like yeah. they can be and also you know, you'd start moving Hawkins maybe into that to the producer role. I don't know. 
or you know he could he, you could see him even saying create a pro and just running yeah. that because you know he's fine with doing that um two people that i think AEW should sign immediately to me is sarah logan and deanna parasso agreed their women's division needs some girls that can wrestle sarah logan can wrestle she's not that great on the mic deanna parasso can wrestle it's it's more talent for that division that has a lot of girls that really kind of get not that good. Yeah. Uh, these are these are girls that can help your women's division boost it up. Now, I originally thought that Mickey James got released, but it turned out that's not true. Yeah, not yet because she's I think now. Yeah, she's announcing. I totally think that would be a great person for AEW to grab to help that women's division. That'd be huge because there's no senior like women in that thing you know there's a couple asian wrestlers yeah that you know aren't you know with the language barrier stuff to get them on the mic but it would you know someone like mickey would be good for that what do you think about someone like eric rowan i don't want eric Rowan anywhere near AEW. why i because you i don't want him i don't want him with heart i don't want him with uh Brody lee like i don't you know it's gonna you know it's gonna happen i don't want it like i know that it's too they're already lazy booking between Brody Lee and uh, what's his name? Lance Archer. It's very yeah. similar styles. Like I think Rowan could go to new Japan and be a big time heel over there. Is an, as a Gaijin coming over, he could take the bru- bru- bruiser Brody Stan Hansen style over there that got Lance Archer over because he never got over in the States until he went over to Japan and like, got aggressive and got it like you know the fans love that kind of american huge american guy that's aggressive over there i think he'd do really well over there i could see like and rowan's a good wrestler you could see him fighting okada and tanahashi and like going against like in gobernalis they have home like there's good stuff there i don't want him in the states like he needs to reinvent himself in japan as a monster Rowan, going to Japan. Go to All Japan, right. Man. All right. Go ahead. Continue with your Eric Rowan. Need a little technical difficulty. So you don't want him anywhere near Brody Lee. No, I don't want him anywhere near Brody Lee. Go to Impact. Go to ROH. Go to Japan. Stay. Don't AEW can't shouldn't sign him. You know how I felt like a Brody Lee in that Jericho podcast said, it "Just some reason I keep end up tied to this guy." Yeah. You know, he kept saying that. He was like, "My whole career there at WWE was like." I just, oh, oh, it's me and Rowan again. Oh, here we go again. It's me and Rowan again. Yeah. I kind of feel like it's going to happen again, that they're going to be like, oh, it's another big guy. We need big guys for a show. We don't have any big guys. Here's this monster to come in and feud with Lance Archer. And we have this big guy versus Lance Archer. Then before you know it, oh, my God, he's in the dark order. Here we go again. No, it just, just no, 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 no. No, no, no. If I can right, book it. it I, and actually, I think it, it would be better for Rowan's career if he stayed away from AEW. I think so, too. No, I think other guys, like, what do you do? With, where do you think E. Slater goes? Just, like, indie scene and gets hot on the indie scene? I think he Slater screams impact, ROH. Um, yeah. I feel like he could have a role. I think his name's, like, Heath Wilson or whatever. Like, you know, yeah. he's going to be, like, the indie. He'll be in the indies. Um, I don't see him going to Japan. Like, I think he's going to be the guy you see at shows for a while, you know, and that's nothing wrong with that. Like, and I, wrestling was booming. I don't see why once this is over, it stops. You know what I mean? I actually yeah. think it might 
fuel the fire because people have been you know what i mean like everyone wants that excitement you know whenever yeah. you're in a live crowd and there's a I lot feel- of these a lot of these people that need like need talent this puts some talent back on the market you know like i could see impact being like we want drake maverick and ec3 back oh, and yeah. uh you know roh is starving for talent a guy like no way jose could be a star in roh you know yeah. give him a different name he's a big guy he can wrestle you know, all of a sudden he's over there with a new name, doing young, doing good, you know. He reminds me of what Juice Robinson did a couple years ago. You know, we used to make fun of him being C.J. Parker and having a name yeah. from Baywatch. Like, I can see him reinventing himself in that situation. Because here's the thing. Everyone they got rid of, no one's bad. You're not going to be like, oh, this no. person isn't going to make it. Like, no, like the Colognes are a good team. They'll go down to a- AAA and wrestle. Well, you know what? They already run in their, their uncles. You know, like, they're just going to stay in Puerto Rico. They're already huge. Oh, players. yeah. Stay in Puerto Rico and do that. Yeah, they're big there. Yeah. The they're not gonna, yeah. So they're fine. Figure out another way to kill Bru- Bru- Bruiser uh, Bro. <laughs> um, um, but, yeah, you know, uh, Mike and Maria Canales, they could do Japan again. I actually see that's an, it's got ROH written all over it because um, they're yeah. guys with, like, Mike Bennett just signed, or not Mike Bennett. Um, who's the guy in the kingdom? Matt Taven. Yeah, they're they're tight with Matt Taven. All those guys, like. I really think know. the WWE dropped the ball on Mike Canellis. Yeah. Mike A lot Bennett. of people on here got the ball dropped on him. And that's what it is. And you know what? You can even take all the guys that got fired, and that would be a great federal. Like that'd be a great. Just having those guys, like you can Team. have a good. A good, you know, good show just with that. So, mm-hmm. I tell you what, if Fit Finley doesn't like get rehired with the WWE, he's a good guy to go to AEW and help that women's division like he did with the women in the WWE. I would say Billy Kidman for having all of his TV experience and, ha- and showing how small guys get over and Fit Finley. I wouldn't hire any wrestlers. Those would be the two guys I hire right out the bat. Yeah, because Fit Finley made a lot of these WWE women. You know, re- I mean, they all were talking about him yesterday. You know, Natalie, Paige, Natalia, yep. Paige, all these people, Becky, about you know working with Fit, the way he revitalized that women's division. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I kind of have a feeling like that a guy like him with the company that they had a talk with him. Like, this is just temporary. We're gonna do this and then you're back by august you know like i don't know i'd be yeah. surprised if he goes i don't know how i don't know how furloughing somebody works as far as a contract goes well also too there's i, I you know i'll take us for what i heard from other wrestlers in the situation not everyone that was a producer can be furloughed like you the only way you can be like his wrestlers are a lot of independent contractors that's how vince gets around paying you know union and all that shit well, you can't furlough an independent contractor because you're not paying them as part of your company. Yeah, so, I wonder if the producers are independent contractors, though. Some of them are. It's like a half and half split. So, And they're not saying who's who. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm sure that there's communication because I'm sure Jericho knows the the importance of the behind-the-scenes guys. And I'm sure he's in Tony Khan's ear. Like, yeah. hey, you know, don't worry about signing hawkins and Ryder right now yeah worry about you could sign you know 
because really, if you hire Fit Finley and Kidman, they can start working when you on your TVs. Yeah, you know, like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So they can start already helping you with that stuff. Yeah. So. Well, it's definitely going to change the landscape of wrestling, and I'm not even sure that they're done yet in the WWE with some of their. I don't think they are. I think you're going to see a lot of guys. Um, I wouldn't be surprised with, you know, the, the more it goes on, the more, the longer this happens, the more you're going to see people get dropped. But what pisses me off about the whole thing is like, I understand it's business decisions. WrestleMania brought zero money in and they spent all that money that I don't know how much they could get back from whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but they're still looking to make like by the end of this year, like, like making a billion dollars in profit. Like because of the network and then like other, you know, people paying for the network and people, the deals that they made for their television contracts, like, and that's not including like merchandise sales and, you know, network subscriptions. It's just frustrating to me to see this happen whenever smarter decisions could have been made. Um, But, you know, there's, I'm sure there's more, you know, more intelligent people that are making these decisions, but it's just frustrating. Yeah. Also, too, I feel like there's a lot of these guys that got let go that we feel like we know on a personal level because we watch them not just wrestle, but like I listen to Hawkins and Ryder's podcast. So I, I listen to them for two hours a week. You know, I listen to, you know, Gallows and Anderson on Jericho's podcast. And you start to think that you know these guys personally and you feel bad for them. So. Yep. I agree. I agree, sir. Um, let's see. So, yeah, that was the biggest news. That was all the um, uh, all the all the big firings. Really dark day for wrestling and wrestling fans, and feel a lot of bad for these guys that you know um, were relying on that salary and had a lot of stuff going on. But you know, hopefully, they're taken care of. It's tough right now because, well, maybe they couldn't go anywhere with a 90-day clause. Maybe by then they can start doing some shows and getting hired by some places. So we will see. Good luck to them. So are you ready to run down some stuff? Sure. So we still have programming going on. Um, Like I said, I cut a lot of the matches out. We're just going to talk about some of the big things. Friday Night SmackDown last week. I'm not sure how caught up you are, but uh, the Forgotten Sons debuted on SmackDown, which is good. They need to be. They need to have been brought out. They were. I feel like that's three good guys, and I, and I still don't get how they're heel, um, but that's just me. Like, yeah, I don't really understand either. Um, they beat up your 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 army veteran, so we're gonna we're gonna boo you. Like, they didn't really do that on SmackDown this week. They kind of portrayed him as like they're tough and they put up with no bullshit kind of thing, you know, like said Lucha house party was doing a lot of bullshit. They just beat them up, you know? So, you know, it's good. Good new team to have on there. They need a change on there because it's just the Miz and Morris and the the Usos in a new day. You need like, you need some, you need a new player in there, you know, um, rest of the stuff, you know, little Mandy Rose things, her and Otis and all that crap that they're doing, uh, which isn't bad. But, um, the main thing was the end that it looks like, they're going right back to the fiend being involved in the main story. Cause he came out and started uh, harassing Braun Strowman, who just beat up Shinsuke Nakamura and a match. And um, 
I kind of feel like they're putting the belt right back on the Fiend again. I wouldn't be surprised by it. I feel like I, they might have realized their mistake and they're going to put it back. But I like it because they're showing like the history of it. Like I do yeah. too. Yeah. Like he he was like you left me, you wronged me. You yeah. know, and Strum, Strumman's like I ain't afraid of you, Bray, and your little games and you know, and he was just like breaking his character and staring him down. It was a good moment. It was a good segment for sure. I I like, you know, and I think that this might give Braun a chance to actually show that he's can be good with the belt because, you know, I don't know. I feel like the fiends Bray White's good. You know, I think yeah, Bray White, he is good. He's good in the stuff that he does. And uh, I like that. There's always a lot of story. It's the most story you've seen in a while, you mm-hmm. know, backstory and stuff. And then this is the time they need to like capitalize because I feel like sometimes a live crowd, it gets lost. Yeah. So, but now you can do this stuff. Like you can maybe try things that you wouldn't normally do in front of a live crowd because you were worried about it not getting over. You don't have to worry about that now. You don't have to worry about people booing when someone talks. You can just get your shit in. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. It works. Um, so that was SmackDown. Um, Raw had a few things that I wanted to go over. Um, it looks like they're doing a woman's money in the bank, three from Raw, three from SmackDown. I don't know when they plan on doing this money in the bank. I don't know. It's probably going to be an empty arena show again, whatever. But from the Raw side, you have Asuka, Shayna, and Nia Jackson, all three squash ma- matches over the Riot Squad. Shayna Baszler basically destroyed, um, uh, what's her name? Oh God, Sarah Logan and like broke her arm and then like made her cry. And she had to like, couldn't continue. And then they fired the poor girl, like not a good week for Sarah Logan. Um, but you know, three powerhouses, Oscar, Shayna and Nia in the, uh, for the raw side, they're not going to, and the women, the SmackDown side will be determined this week, I guess. Um, they're, next week, they have a bunch of men's qualifying matches that are all matches that you've never seen before. It's like uh, Alistair Black versus Austin Theory, um, Rey Mysterio versus someone new, too. I'm sorry, I don't have these written down. But it's all like different, unique matches that you've never seen before. The one thing I did enjoy is they kind of... I like what they're doing with Selena Vega, that she kind of has like her own group, you know, like I, I saw that and I like it too. You know, you have um, theory and Andrade and Garza. Like I, you know, they, they, it looked like that the, the recording, it was just basically not a lot of people in the arena. They just had those guys doing it, but I like all those guys. I like Garza. I like theory. I like Andrade, you know, they're good. They're, it's a good group. I like the manager. She comes out with each of them. She got on the phone, on the microphone this week and was like talking them up. It feels very like 80s, you know, like having a, a manager-led stable instead of the other way around, you yes. know. These are like her guys, you know. It's not like Andrade's the leader and it's his stable, you know, uh, like Rollins is doing. It's like this is Selena Vegas stable, which I think it feels good. Which I can't remember the last time they've had that happen. You know no, they mean? haven't. It's been a while, yeah. I like that they had her in a microphone talking and they were like, next week, Angel Gar or uh, – Austin Theory goes up against uh, Alistair Black, and she's like, "Yeah, I'm familiar with Alistair Black and his work. We're not afraid of him." I'm like, "Yeah, it's your husband." Yeah, like, it's pretty, it's pretty funny, you know. You know the backstory. Um, one thing that um, I have, and I have to go on a little bit of a rant here. Okay. 
I am so tired of what culture wrestling. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you, do you follow what culture wrestling at all? I follow him on YouTube. I probably only watch ups and downs with what's his face. And I haven't watched that in a couple weeks just because of. I, I tell you what, it, it's the same thing. It's some skinny little English guy that thinks he knows everything about wrestling. And all they do is read Dave Meltzer reports. Why don't we just listen to Dave Meltzer? Because if the <laughs> only place you're going to get your news from is the wrestling observer, they're just all like Meltzer marks. They get on there and go, so uh, the wrestling observer, Dave Meltzer, reported that uh, the WWE is going to host thing other training center. Well, yeah, I already saw that. I follow Meltzer on Twitter. I already saw that news. It's not news to me. You're not getting anything else. I don't know what you guys have fucking jobs for when you just sit around and like go over. And they all, all of them are clones of each other. They all like the same wrestlers. They all hate the same thing. They never have a difference of opinion. Like it's not interesting. Like to get you watch a show and one guy's like, yeah, I thought it was a good match. Yeah, I did too. Like, oh, okay. You know, and then the other guy's like. And, you know, an awful segment that they did. Oh, yeah, true, awful. Like, it's just like, what am I watching? I came to, like, an epiphany Tuesday. I was like, what the hell am I watching this for? And even Simon Miller anymore, like, his shows, it's easy to tell what he's going to like. Like, he likes the same thing every week. And it's like, okay, like, you know, it's just I've kind of lost interest in it. I was watching him. He contradicts himself because he hates – when you do like, so the Viking Raiders wrestled Cedric Alexander and Ricochet, which is a new tag team. Okay. Yeah. So Alexander and Ricochet, they've only wrestled two times before to okay. two jobbers. Then they fought Orny Larkin and, and, and you know, Danny Birch. So they're two, two and up, right? They're just starting out. They wrestled the Viking Raiders in a really competitive, good match. They made Cedric Alexander look good. He kicked out of moves. Ricochet was doing stuff, but the Viking Raiders won. I don't see anything wrong with that booking. I mean, the new team, they've only won two times. Like they don't just instantly go to like being three, three and oh, because if they beat the Viking Raiders, then what's that do for the Viking Raiders? Like you lost to a brand new team. This your most established tag team on raw, like just lose to a guy that's a third time tagging together. I don't think that's good. And Simon Miller was so annoyed by it. and was like, Oh, this is terrible. So much for the, uh, push that ricochet and cedric are getting you know they get squashed i'm like did you even watch the match they didn't get squashed they almost beat them like on three different occasions kicked out of a finisher like it was close like i think that's good well i think that's going to set the story up that they're going to turn heel like you know what i mean like they were you know losing they got together and now they're still losing like it's it's sometimes it's storyline like that's why yeah. they do this yeah, I think it's I think it's good. And they didn't look like they were pathetic, like they got squashed like they have before. It didn't look dumb. It looked like they gave them a run for their money. You're not going to chump the Viking Raiders. They were your tag team champs for like six months. And if they would have taken the loss, the first thing out of this idiot's mouth would have been, "Oh, the Viking Raiders lost down. Uh, you know, why are we getting, we're pushing we're burying them now?" Like, dude, come on. You can't contradict things you say one week. You know. He does that quite a bit. I'm just kind of yeah. tired of him. Too. Um, and in the end, you had Drew McIntyre. He beat Andrade. They keep making Drew look strong. He's a really good baby face for them now. You know, people seem to still like him. He hasn't gone. Now, he hasn't been in front of a live crowd yet with that title about. But he's still popular. He's still likable. But it looks like they're going with Rollins as his first his first opponent. I think that that'll look good. Rollins can really sell for him. Uh, I. 
can't remember last time they wrestled. I don't know what kind of chemistry they have, but um, you know, Rollins always sells great for big guys, makes them look good. Uh, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. Now, and that was another thing that, that pissed me off when I was watching their <laughs> review of that because Rollins just showed up and attacked him and curb stomped him after like doing weird promos, and they were like, "Oh, why Seth Rollins get a title shot? He lost at WrestleMania." I'm like. They didn't give him a title shot yet. Like it's not like he came out and was like, I get a title shot. He attacked him. Like, you know, it's if that's the case, Seth Rollins lost on WrestleMania, then won the biggest WrestleMania world championship match of all time. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Same yeah. Night, so. It's Seth Rollins. That's what he does. Like he's a yeah. snake like that, you know. I don't know. We'll see how Drew does. Drew's doing all right. I just wish he could get some crowd. You know, the guy deserves it. You know what? It's not the worst thing to him having this situation until he gets used to it. You know what I mean? And the crowd gets used to it without having to. Yeah. You know, I just want to see what a crowd's going to be like after all this, too, because, like, how much of the stuff that they're conditioned to, like, cheer for is going to be pulled out of them? Like, what chance? And, like, yeah. when, when was the last time we are going to hear, like, a you deserve a chant? Like, I want to get yeah. all this shit out of our system. Yeah. It's like a fresh reset. Come back and they may like everybody. Everybody might get cheered for at first, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. I'd like, uh, so, I, I would like our live, U.S. live crowd to be just like a Japan live crowd where everyone sits on their hands and they just applaud things that they like. Yeah, applaud <laughs> things that they like. Oh, that's really good. We clap for it. Oh, very nice. NXT misses the crowd. So does AEW. Those crowds are usually really good. Yeah. Um. So let's go into Wednesday night. So in the Wednesday night war, um, NXT won for the second week in a row with uh, 692 to 683. Some really low numbers. Well, compared to what they were doing, yeah. Yeah. Um, all it took is a global pandemic for NXT to win. <laughs> um, so we go into NXT. Uh, Finn Balor started the night. He had a match with, they're trying to, you know, he's doing matches with um, the uh, Imperium guys. But it's funny because when the match is over, he's just like, he beats two Imperium guys and he's like, Walter, you're next whenever I'm allowed to see you again. Like, like didn't know what to say. Like, can't be like, I'll see you next week, you know, because like, no, you won't. Walter's sucking, like, yeah. you know, wherever he's from, Norway or whatever. Like, he, yeah. you're not seeing him. Yeah. Um, they're doing, like, an interim cruiserweight champion because the cruiserweight champion is stuck in um, Ireland. I'm like, I don't know why you just don't strip him, but, like, it's an interim champion. So you get to be champion just till he comes back, which is so stupid to me. Well, then they're going to have the not the two the champ versus champ situation, which will be. I like what they're doing it though, because it's not really a tournament. They're having like the eight competitors all fight each other once, and and whoever has like the top four best records goes on to the next round. It's okay. more like a, it's more like a Japanese style kind of like. Yeah, like a round robin. Round robin type thing, yeah. Oh, interesting. Uh, old Dexter Loomis was on again. He still has a job. He's still creepy looking. I like Dexter Loomis. I think he's good. I Is he not blinking? Be... Is he doing the typical WWE shtick where I'm a monster that doesn't that just oh, has he's eyes? so creepy looking and staring at everybody, you know, like he does. Um, and then they were this is a question. I don't know what's up with Adam Cole because like Adam Cole was supposed to fight Velveteen Dream, wasn't there? He's obviously home because he was recording stuff from his home. I wonder if he's quarantined for a reason or anything like that. I don't know. He's lives in Florida. Like he obviously bit Britt Baker's traveling doing yeah. AEW shows. So I, I don't, I don't know. I wonder what's up with him, but it looks like you're going to get Finn Balor and Velveteen dream in the meantime. Cause Velvet Balor came out and told me he's going to kick his ass. 
Um, yeah. it, it was funny how he like appeared. Did you watch it at all? Or did you didn't see it. So I, I don't want to get on my soapbox, but I think right now I'm going to just boycott WWE for a while. Um, okay. Due to so, everything going on. Yeah. I think, you know, I'm not a huge fan of their business practice and what, how they're using their money and, yeah, I, and I and I get that, but you know, but I like some of the talent, so I like watching some of them, you know. But you know, and that's not going to make me like, you know, I'll ask, you know, me, I'll still talk about it, but I'm just, I just, my, I don't have the time right now, anyways. So yeah, I, I'm keeping up on it and trying to keep up to the storylines, but I just won't give them viewership. That's all. Yeah. Um, let's see. This Timothy Thatcher debuted. I guess he was like a big signing in the UK. He wrestled with uh, Matt Riddle as his partner since Pete Dunne can't is quarantined and can't get out of the country. I'm shocked how like some of those guys from the UK are over are, are already over or are over here already, yeah. Or maybe like just depending because I know Pete Dunne has a couple kids. Maybe they're just deciding not. Some to of travel. the UK guys live here though too. Yeah. So. Um, and then you had at the end. I, I, which I thought was a really good segment. You had uh Champa was sitting there talking in the backstage, like t- talking about Johnny Gargano and how he beat him and that it's over. And you know, Johnny, if you, if that's the way you want to get a win, then you got to live with it, but he's moving on. And then right behind him, killer cross showed up, grabbed him around the waist and just like suplexed him right into a, like, like a, like a wood thing. And then just, choked the shit out of him and beat him up and then laid down and like you saw Scarlet Bordeaux's like boot over Champa's uh-huh. face and Cross was like sideways in the camera like snarling at him but they changed Killer Cross's name because they can't have Killer they can't sell toys with Killer on it well I heard that the reason behind that that they were going to let him be Killer but with all the pandemic stuff they didn't think it was good to be Killer and all that. So he changed his name to Carrion Cross, which Carrion stands for like killing and all that too. Yeah. You know, like a harbinger of death. But, you know, I, I guess he used to wrestle in Impact and other things as Kevin Cross before. So, you know, it's not as bad as that. I think he's cool. Uh, I think he's going to do really well in NXT. I think so too. I think he'll be good. He's already in Florida. Like, it's a, and it's what it is. It's a good time to have these kind of stuff start because they can make it more theatrical. Like, yeah, yeah, he's good. And he, yeah, I think they're gonna do well with him. I like the Scarlet with him and all that. I think it'll be interesting. Agreed. Agreed. So let's go over to Wednesday night Dynamite. Uh, started off the show with your boy Cole Cabana wrestling Lance Archer. Uh, what'd you think of it? I don't think it was a bad match. I just don't. I, I mean, I think that, I mean, we all knew that, you know, Lance Archer is going to win. This is going to be Cody versus Lance Archer for this belt. Um, yeah. I just. I was yeah. impressed with Cole Cabana. I haven't seen him wrestle in a while. I thought he did really good. I think so, too. He's entertaining. I think the part that I thought was pathetic is Lance Archer can't pick Cole Cabana up to do his power move. He had to put him on the rope and do a weak ass thing off that. Like I'm not impressed by that. You're not selling me as this guy's your monster. Like he's Braun Strowman strength or, or, you know, one of these other guys strength that he's supposed to be. If he can't even get Cole, I know Cole Cabana is a put together thick dude, but like 
come on, man. Like this power move that you've been beating up 65 pound dudes with, like you had to get some help to do it off the rope. Like, I told I you this that... is what's going to happen. Like yeah. he's got this move and he's wrestling, you know, 180 pound guys. If that, when you're going to get into these matches, it's going to show that he's not, yeah, I'm just. Uh, yeah, he's not as strong as some of these other guys that he claims to be as yeah. powerful as, you know. Um, I kind of zoned out and was arguing with people on Facebook while this Cassandra Golden versus Britt Baker match was on. How was it? It was fine. It was a typical, like, what AEW right now reminds me of is old Saturday morning superstars where it was a wrestler versus a jobber. And it yeah. was like, oh, okay, like, it's just keeping heels, you know. It's just keep you hate Britt Baker. It's gonna keep you like in cold. She got to win. She got to win, right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Okay. So I did watch uh, Sammy Guevara versus Pineapple Pete. <laughs> Shug D, Sugar Duckington, former Sugar. Shug D. Um, I like I I like Sammy Guevara a lot. He has really won me over from a wrestler that I did not like, and I thought was like this is stupid. I like him. I think he's cocky and funny and his whole entrance going up and talking to all the people and having the girls flirt with him like and everything that chris jericho was saying about him was just talking him up was it was good it was well done but you know what you say that you like him now his character's completely changed since that first day oh yeah 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 totally yeah so but for the better like you know he's not yeah. coming out as like some streamer with the big panda head I yeah. think his music's good. Like I actually yeah, it's think not bad. Really, it's not bad. Yeah. All the inner circle music where it's like inner like the, and they always say the name of the They say yeah. his name and then it like comes on. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And it's you know why he's probably so much better? Jericho. Yeah. Working with Jericho, who probably yeah. was like, Hey kid, lose the panda head. No one yeah. cares about the panda head. Lose the cell phone. Let's stick yeah. with that Spanish God stuff and go with the Spanish God thing and you know. And he pulls the phone out sometimes, but yeah, it's mostly like the hitting like on he, chicks, like yeah, hitting on chicks on social media. Yeah, Jericho's helped him a lot. I think so. Uh, and then he had uh, Chuck Taylor versus Kip Sabian. Um, I didn't really watch much of this. I was doing other stuff, but it wasn't bad. It was exactly what you'd think the match would be. Who won the match, Kip? Kip. They had to because he's in the tournament. You can't have him lose to Chuck Taylor before his tournament match next week. Yeah. And Penelope Ford was on. Always good to see her. Yeah. And I think they're going to form like a, a, that was kind of set up a little. It's like Jimmy Havoc and him and uh, Kip Saban and Penelope Ford. Because um, Jimmy Havoc interfered in the match and beat up Orange Cassidy. So you might see them tag once Kip Sabian's out of the, the TNT yeah. tournament. And, you know, surprisingly, I actually like the Sean Spears segment. Um, I thought it was well done. I mean, I know it was a squash over a jobber, but I, that was a good Sean Spears promo. Like the way he yeah. came out, you know, stop it with the sitting on the chair and the and all that stupid shit, you know. But like the way he came out, making fun of Billy Gunn ringside because like he beat him on dark the week yeah. before, you know. Then he like was like, all right, kid, go ahead. And like the guy almost rolls him up, then he beats the shit out of him. That was mm-hmm. a good strong heel appearance. Made Sean Spears. Uh, to me, like, likable. Like, I wanted to see more of it. You know what I mean? You know what? I think that he's got to find his personality that's not a gimmick of 10 or a chair. Like, this is going to be him kind of, like, because he's not, like, this, like, 
when I think of Sean Spears, I don't think like sadistic and like calculating. I feel like cocky is his like kind of like yes. mouthing off. Yes. He's, he's he's a good talker. Like yes. he needs to get into that role. And it was much better. Much better than doing the whole ten shit like you said, or on the yeah. chair, man, here's my chair and this stupid stuff. And I tell you what, I even like him better without telly. I think so too. You know, instead of being tied down to like he's Telly's guy, like I, he's just an asshole. And you know what? He's a bigger dude too, who can like mm-hmm. actually wrestle and and go. Like I like what they're doing with him there. I liked it much better. Agreed. So he was good. He came off good. Um. So then we got the arena match, empty arena, the title match. I'm going to go to you first on this one. What did you think? I actually okay. Was it the the greatest match of all time? No. Was it a was it a match that was a comp a competent match to have on television? It was fine. I saw there was a lot of people upset because it was supposed to be a no holds barred empty arena match. They were thinking it was going to be like, you know, all this crazy shit like past like arena matches have been where it's blood and weapons and all this stuff. <clears throat> I liked that it had some like shoot style fighting at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I would, I would rate it adequate. It wasn't the greatest match because I don't really like either of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, it was fine. Like I watched it. There was times where I was like, oh wow, that looked like it really hurt. I thought mm-hmm. the ending was kind of anticlimactic. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why in a no holds barred match you could still break a hold with the rope, like. There's yeah. some things I had issues with, but overall. Yeah, yeah that's very WWE-esque. You know, some yeah. screw-ups there. Um, what do you think I'm going to say about it? I think you're going to hate it. So uh, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I don't like Jake Hager. I'm not yeah. a big Moxley guy. Yep. I actually think they did a really good job last night. Okay. I think that they told a pretty interesting story in the fact that, like, the beginning of that match – Moxley wrestled in Jake Hager's world. They yes. were doing moves, they were doing holds, and he really was having a hard time like keeping up with Hager in these holds and all that. And then at the end of the match, they moved into Moxley's world, and Hager had an even harder time keeping up with chair shots and throws. And at the end, I know the end was bad because it was weak. They broke a hold. You're not really supposed to be able to break a hold in the no holds barred. But then yeah. like he won typical Moxley throw the chair at him, dizzied him, you know, uh, mm-hmm. paradigm shift on the chair. I thought they did a good job. Yeah, it wasn't the best match I've ever seen, but for two guys that, like, I really wasn't excited about, watching it, I was kind of like, all right, you know, they're doing some interesting mat stuff, shoot-style wrestling here. Like, it's different. It's not what I'm used to seeing. And then they went into the crowd, or not a the crowd, they went in the stands, did the chairs, and after it was over, you know, I was kind of like, all right, well, you know, they did a good job. Like, they did a they did a good job with what they were working with, mm-hmm. you know, and I think they made the right call with Moxley winning the way he did. He won with that. He won violently, which that's not Hager's world is wrestling in that violent chaos shit that he does. I think that the match, I don't know what they did at the end. If they had like a little bit too much time, but I was like, what's going on? Like, it was just Moxley talking. And I'm like, is this show over? Like, is someone coming yeah. out? I kept waiting for someone to come out. Yeah. He's in the camera like, yeah, anytime, any place, you know, 
Mox will wrestle you. Yeah. And then he would like play more music. Then he would stand there and then he'd be like, yeah, anytime you want to go. And I'm like, who's coming out? Like where, where, <laughs> where is it Jericho or who, what is it? What's going on? And I'm like, what did I just see the last five minutes? It was just that moxie music, which is horrible over and over and over and over, you know, like I was sitting there while the music was playing. I was tapping the couch along to it real hard. Yeah. <laughs> just doing it and, Al- and, and like it was like 10 minutes and Alex is like what are you doing over there I'm like <laughs> I didn't expect to be doing it this long <laughs> but you know I I think that they had a match and it was they put the commercials in they're like oh shit we're still short on time where Billy Kidman would be great at yeah time yeah, exactly. show. yeah time um, management like oh we ran like we still got to fill up three minutes you know we'll just have Moxley talking to the camera yeah the, the the only thing I think that match also needed was a color commentator. Yeah, Jr. by himself was was, was hard. Yeah, if it was I had hard. to hear one more time, why was this set up for an empty arena match? Why is yeah. this table set up like? Because there's a fucking timekeeper right there. Yeah, and, a, and a, like a guy ringing the bell. That's why. There's a chair. Why is there a chair there? Shouldn't be any chairs here. There's no fans. Because people sit around the ring, you stupid. Like I, he was annoying. I didn't yeah. want to go off complaining about Jr. again, but I zoned him out. I was just like listening to other things. I had YouTube videos going while, you know, I'm watching it, like trying to drown out JR because it, it was, they should have had somebody with them. Yeah. And they, you clearly they filmed it and then had JR talk over it. Yeah. Even, like you could, I don't know. I'm not going to criticize JR a ton because, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. So whatever. Yeah. It just, yeah. it just felt off just having him talk because he, well, I guess he's uh, he's just so into both of them. Like it's just yeah. It's just but it was good. All in all, I thought it was another very solid week of AEW. Lots of uh, lots of entertaining stuff. I mean, again, this isn't exactly what we want, but you know, this is the time we live in. This is what you have to deal with. And he, uh, you know, it was it was it was a fun show. Both shows were entertaining to me. I enjoyed Wednesday for what it was. Yep, agreed. Uh, did you happen to catch the latest episode of Dark Side of the Ring? Was I was it the Snooker one or the I I just watched Brawl for all. I'm a week behind. It was the Snooker one. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a week. Not behind. a good week for Vince McMahon. Uh, I tell you what, I mean, with all the shit about you know the firing of people and the shady business deals and all the other things he's gone through, then they air a documentary about him basically covering up Snooker killing a lady, and uh, I mean, just horrible, just horrible. Yeah, horrible. That that dark side of the ring stuff is bad. Like it just makes it always makes WWE look bad. Oh yeah. It it tell you what, it makes eighties wrestling look really bad. Yeah. Uh, an era filled with everybody on fucking cocaine. Yeah. Steroids, beating their wives, being rough on everybody. Just not a really good time of some of some people is what it looks like. Yeah. Cause it is, it it is, it is a really, you watch and you're just like, holy shit. Like this guy was on this much drugs. This guy was sniffing this, this guy was beating her, you know, just terrible, just terrible. Snooker was a whore. I mean, three wives. Then he had a a girl, this girlfriend on the side. And, you know, I wonder how like Tamina could watch that and be like, wow, this is, this is pretty good about my dad. You know, it's gotta be tough. Like he's still your dad. Like, I don't know. Makes Vince look bad. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Tongan kid, Sam Fatu. They have him. Uh, they have him talking in there. He was basically in the car. He lied about a bunch of stuff. They they got him lying on camera, and he's just kind of like, I don't remember what happened. You know, 
like gets kind of angry and walks away. It's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it's strange. Shit. What did like, what did you think about the brawl for all? That was pretty good. The brawl for all was good, and I watched the New Jack one. That was that was ridiculous. Oh my god, <laughs> isn't it crazy? Now let me, because I of course don't have like the Vice app was now locked. You can't just watch the shit for free on the app. Yeah, it's it's annoying. You know what I've been doing with the Vice app is I watched it like. I've been installing it on all my TVs. Every time you put it on a new device, you get like four half-hour passes. Uh, so okay. like, I watch it on the computer. I watch it on my phone. Streamed it to my TV. <laughs> I've go- been going around to different houses, like like different, di- not different houses, different TVs. You know, I have like twelve Roku devices in the in the thing, so I got a lot of free passes. You know. Well, it ki- like so, let me ask you. So I was watching the New Jack one, and they skipped over. The like so they talked about how he threw Supreme off of the the scaffold, but yeah. it didn't seem like they talked about why he they threw him off the scaffold for very long. It was because um he cracked New Jack's skull. And I, he never apologized for. He it. never like, apologized to it. He like cracked his skull, and then New Jack was like in the hospital for all those things, and that guy never apologized. And then I guess the guy like said something to him was like you know. Someone came up to him and was like, New J- I would never wrestle him again because New Jack's going to kill you if he gets you in the ring again. And then I guess when they went before that match, he was like, hey, man, you know, we all cool. We're going to be OK out there. And he's like, no, I'm going to try and kill you. And he's like, I don't want thrown off that balcony. And he was like, I'm going to do it. And the guy was like, I'm not letting him throw me off the balcony. So New Jack fucking stun guns him. <laughs> and the guy and you hear him scream when he throws oh, him yeah. off. There. Yeah. How that guy didn't die. I mean, to only hurt your leg being thrown yeah. 60 feet off the ground. I mean, it was crazy. And he, his hip is what hit that rope. Like, it's just crazy. Like, it's just crazy. And, like, I don't know. Like, I just can't watch that and be like, oh, yeah, New Jack. I'm a fan of his. Like, I don't want, to, I don't want anything to do with him. I don't want him to be in the same city that he's in. He's a horrible person. Like when he stabbed that guy with the broken Wolverine claw, like <laughs> no, just like right, just stab, start stabbing him. I mean, Justin, there's only a scene you see him wrestling, and he was shown he had a broken Wolverine claw from like a real Wolverine, like three claw thing. He had one of the claws broke off. He had it in his pants, and the guy like has him starts hitting him with like stiff shots, like like working really him over punch. good. And he's like, oh, like so he gets mad, he just takes out, and he just starts getting him right in the back like this, stabbing him. And, what the hell? The thing he, and he goes, he goes, the cop said I stabbed him nine times. I counted, bitch. I stabbed him sixteen times. Like that's what you're proud of? You yeah. Stabbed him more times than the cop. He just admits it. He admits it. Yeah. And then people were, and then uh, what I thought was annoying, we talked about this last week a little bit, but like the other guy who was his friend was like, I I thought it was inappropriate when the cops came in and said you know, do you hate white people? I thought that was kind of racist. Like, well, he just threw one white guy off a balcony, tried to kill another one. Like, that's what you were worried about is what the cop said. Like, he just tried to kill a guy and you're worried about what the cop said. The the mass transit thing is just sad too. Like, it's yeah. sad. Tried to kill that guy too. This guy's a kid. Yeah. Just beat the shit out of him. His mother, they're running the ring and like protect him. He's a horrible person, New Jack. And and to be on there and be bragging about it, that guy deserves to be in jail. You never know who's gonna hear this. I don't want to I just don't want New Jack coming to my house. <laughs> no, you don't want New Jack listening to this and coming to kill him. 
<laughs> those motherfuckers shove with a Wolverine claw. If you find like a Wolverine claw and it's broken, the one's broken in the middle, you're like, oh no, he's around. This is crazy. This is crazy right. shit. The bra for all was really good, really well done. Yeah. I feel bad for Bart Gunn after it. You know, like. Yeah. Because again, Vince McMahon's an asshole. I mean, yeah. it's with all this stuff is coming. Uh, you know, Jericho must be loving doing these shows too. I mean, here's a guy that it, just because he beats up your 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 dude, then you just purposely try to bury this guy and have a boxer almost kill him. Yeah. And like he, even with Butterbean saying like, hey, if he actually fought like a brawl like yeah. he's been doing, he might have a chance. But he tried to box. Yeah. Because they told him box him. Don't try to brawl. Box him. Yeah. Just despicable. Just despicable. I tell you what, when Vince McMahon finally dies, there is going to be a lot of stories that come out. A lot of stories of people that are no longer afraid, that are, aren't working for him anymore, that come out. There's going to be like Dark Side of the Ring season 10. It's going to be like nine episodes all about Vince McMahon. It's just going to be like all Vince McMahon. Yeah. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. Like, when he tried to do this, when he tried to kill that guy, and he screwed Brett when he did this. I think I was happy he screwed Brett because I think Brett was an asshole during that whole thing, too, a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. I, I don't feel bad. Like, there's things that I don't agree with. I don't, I agree with him with the Brett Hart thing. Yeah, Brett, I, I want to be the champion and leave on my own. I'm going to your rival company. No. <laughs> I love Scott Hall thinks it's all work. And that's that's what I think is great. Scott Hall's great on those, isn't he? Yeah, he's like, you're going to tell me that he's going to get a close-up shot of the boss getting spit on the face? Like, yeah. they had to know it was coming. Like, yeah. Then there's other people that are like, you know, there's no way it could be a work. And also, that whole dark side of the ring is just, how much does, does uh, what's his name, hate Vince Russo? Like, it's oh just... Jim Cornette hates Vince Russo so much. <laughs> I mean, he just goes off on every episode about it. It's great. About how horrible, yeah, Vince Russo is. And Vince Russo is just like, dude, get over it. It was wrestling. It was years ago. He's like, I'll never get over it. That piece of human shit. And, I, <laughs> and just yelling about him. I mean, he's it's hilarious. There's some really good ones coming up, though. I mean, the Snooker one was good. But then next week is, um, next week, I think, is. Uh, maybe- oh, is it the, the Quebecer guy? Um Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo. But then after that, you got like the Road Warriors, um, which will be good. And then Owen Hart is the season finale. Wow. Which that's going to be just amazing to watch. Well, that's going to make, well, that's going to make Vince Russo look bad. I think that's going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean the Road Warriors with Hawk and all that. And the, I mean, that'll be good. I think there's, like I said, that yeah, it's like Dino Bravo. Um, there's another, oh, the other one was the, uh, they're doing is that Dave Schultz guy that smacked that, um, announcer. It's called the smack hurt around the world, uh, where he asked him if wrestling was fake and he just smacked the shit out of the guy and started beating him up. Um, his, the, the, uh, what was the announcer's name? It's, um, oh shit. John Stossel. Oh. Did you ever hear that one where John Stossel was like an interviewer and Dave Schultz, he went up to him in a hallway and he was like, you know, I'm going to ask you this question. He was like, what? Say it. And he's like, is it fake? I think it's fake. And he just smacks him real hard and then punches him and knocks him down on the ground. It's a whole episode about like that out, what all that caused. 
Because that's also the whole report you can see on YouTube where he's training with a guy, guys doing all the moves to him, and then he goes up trying to think he's hot shit and talk to a old time wrestler. They'll beat the fuck out of you. They don't care. Yeah, he just gets almost beat up. So some really good episodes coming up. So log into seven different devices and you'll be able to watch it for free <laughs> on the stupid Vice Network. You, someone will just someone just crops out part of the picture so it's not perfect, and I watch it on YouTube. Yeah, we'll be on YouTube. So there you go. Wrestling. Yeah. We talked about it. Justin listened. Yes, I did. did. <laughs> yes, we did. Anything else? Nope. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees and buy shirts for all the people that got fired to help support them. That's Ryan a very Myers. good. Yes, definitely go do that. Heath Slater's going to have one soon. Deanna Prazo, you know. Go support guys that, you know, Rusev, I don't think has one yet, but, uh, you know, all those guys, Zack Ryder shirt was the most, like the best selling shirt of the day. Good. So he, he put, you know how like him and Hawkins, Hawkins Riders had shirts that said, you know, still here. Yeah. And it's like, and, and it says, and it says, and I think his new shirt's the same. It's like font and it says not there on it. So everyone's buying that shirt. So, yeah, that's good. They need it. Support them. All right. Well, take us out. All right, everyone. Please like, share, subscribe, invite, tell your friends, uh, rate, and review us if you want to as well. And uh, have a good evening. Later.